Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, real quick, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And don't forget, today's episode is presented to you by the great people over at Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to today. Can't wait. But what's funny, I didn't put this in headlines. And right before I went on, I was remembering a tweet I did over the weekend because I saw this this. I guess uh, I guess that's called a static image where it's just basically a picture. But it's this picture of a Burger King Whopper that has a blue bun, but it's really dark blue. And it's for the upcoming DC movie Blue Beetle. And all I wrote on this was if this is true because I only saw it from one source. And who knows, maybe this person was out before everybody else. And that's a, a great possibility. What? <laughs> this is so gross. Sorry, sorry if this grosses anybody out. But imagine your bowel movements, what this would look like. It's going to look like you murdered and ate an entire Smurf village. Am I right? I'm right. Not wrong. Not wrong. We've all had that cake at somebody's party where... You know, they have a bunch of like super green frosting or or blue frosting. Then later that day or the next morning, you're like, what the hell happened to me? Do I need to see a doctor? <laughs> no, no, you don't. In fact, Eleven Charlie wrote, he's all, I would love to eat that because it'd be I, I'm I'm quoting him. I, I'm not I'm paraphrasing, excuse me. Uh, what he wrote, because I don't have Twitter pulled up, but he said something to the effect of, I would love to eat one and then t have my wife come look at it and say, should we go to the hospital? And then like laugh as she's Googling dark blue poop. <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that kind of gross? I don't want to eat any more chemicals, really. Let's be honest. And they got to inject a bunch of food coloring into these buns to get them that dark blue. I posted this on my Twitter as well as my Facebook page. So if you want to check out and see what I'm talking about, it, it's pretty gross. But then it also started making me think, if I was a Smurf, right, that's how my brain works. You're welcome. First of all, what kind of Smurf would you be? It'd probably be the one that nobody wants to talk to. Let's be honest. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just blindsided you with hate. My apologies. No, but I was sitting there going, if I was a Smurf, what, what would I be? Because I watch these movies with my kids. This is the only reason I remember this. Is they, at the beginning of the movie, at least one of them, might have been The Lost Village, might be the best one. Uh, they start off where they they go through all the different Smurfs and what their skill set is. You know, this is a, you know, hefty Smurf. He's really strong. This is brainy Smurf. He's really smart. This is, you know, uh, Smurfette. She likes the bang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that offended somebody, and I apologize. Not really, but I am. But then I was like, what if it goes to me? This is like the Huff Smurf. He's a dick, okay? Beware of him. He's going to say something. He's going to offend somebody. It is. That's the Huff Smurf, the biggest jerk in the village. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I'm sure I could have. I could have uh, expanded on that. If you 
have an idea of what kind of Smurf you would be. I know this is so, so stupid and childish, but what would it be? And what should there be a Smurf of? Like prostitute Smurf. That'd be great. I Listen, I've said this plenty of times. Some of you disagree. That's fine. Sex work is real work. If you legalized it, it would help get rid of all the really horrible things that go with sex work, like trafficking. I'm just saying it's true. We should try to invest in making that more of a legalized thing and make it more structured. That way you can eliminate and combat all those horrible things. Don't need to get into that anymore. If you want to disagree with me, that's fine. Send me an email to huffpodcast at gmail.com. But if you have an idea of what could be a funny Smurf or what Smurf you would be, and then give some little explanation for it, hit me up on my email. Again, dehuffpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on social media at dehuffpodcast. So there you go. That's the random shit that I just bring to the table. You're welcome. And now you're going to be going through your day and be like, I know what kind of Smurf that person is. That person is, you know, a smelly Smurf. Let's be honest. There's a lot of us that have those days. I haven't taken a shower today. I took uh, Since I got back from vacation, I'm on a weird shower schedule, and I've been showering at night, and I usually shower in the day. I had just corrected this odd shower schedule, and then we go on vacation. Fucked it all up. Fucked it all up. So by the time I get halfway through the day, I'm like, it's probably a bit ripe. Whereas I would be normally waking up being like, yeah, I stink. And I'll just get in the shower. Now it's just weird. It's weird. <laughs> Sorry. I just choked on my own spit. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, that's what kind of show it's going to be, folks. You know what we need to do right now? <laughs> Let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> The Toronto Zoo is asking its visitors to stop showing gorillas videos from their phones. That's kind of a weird thing. I, I've gone to, like, say, the Denver Zoo several times. Great zoo. I've never thought about, you know, let's show the gorillas something on my cell phone. Never thought of it. Never, and, and to be honest, still don't have a desire to do it. It's bizarre. I will tell you this real quick. Before I get into it, otherwise I'm going to forget it, because that's the way my brain's working today. I remember when my son was maybe three years old. Yeah, because my daughter was about one year old. And we're in this part of the Denver Zoo where the gorillas are, they're in this room, so there's this big, heavy-duty glass, and you can get somewhat closer to them. But there's only... At this time, there's only one big gorilla in this particular room. So my son, being three, there's nobody else there. It's just us. And he climbs up on this little part where it essentially encourages little kids to get up on. And they can get a closer look. The gorilla is maybe two or three feet from the glass. My son, being three, in unaware of consequences, really, when you fuck with a gorilla, decides to bang on the glass. And I'm trying not to be an asshole, and I go, Jackson, stop. Knock it off. Jackson, no. And he and he looks at me, stops, 
and does it again. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, okay, we're going to go. And then he does it like one more time. Boom, boom, boom. The gorilla gets pissed at my son. And he may have been like five feet away or a little bit further than that. Because he just basically goes from a sitting position and just leaps up in the air and with both fists slams on the glass right in front of my son. Scares the living shit out of my son. Scared the shit out of us. My wife and I, and I think my daughter was just too little. She wasn't paying attention to understand what happened. My son broke down in tears immediately. And I go and comfort him. And my wife took a picture of it. Because <laughs> there's a gorilla in the background. Like, still pissed that some little shithead was banging on the glass. And then I'm, like, comforting my son, trying not to laugh, but also, like, also realizing, yeah, that was pretty scary. He still remembers that shit. Oh, my God. But anyway, don't be mean to gorillas. And going back to this story, that's me hitting the rewind button. Anyway, there's a, a gorilla named Nasir. He was born in 2009. He is fascinated by videos and screen time. If it was up to him, the zoo's website said it would dominate his life if he only had his way. Maria Frank, who's the zoo's director of wildlife conservation and welfare, told the Toronto Star, said, we've had a lot of members and guests that actually will put their phones up to the glass and show him videos. And Nasir is so into those videos, it was causing him to be distracted and not interacting with the other gorillas, you know, just being a regular gorilla. And he was just so enthralled with gadgets and phones in the videos. It really opens your eyes to the comparison between uh, primates and humans, how similar they are. Just like kids, you put a device in front of them, and there's a good chunk of kids. My daughter's pretty good about going, okay, I'm done with it. I don't need to be on my tablet or anything. Whereas my son's the complete opposite. You have to pry that shit out of him. Be like, dude, you're done. Oh, I was just about to do one more thing. One more thing. One more, one more, one more. It's like, oh my God, stop it. No, you're done. You're on Minecraft. Just hit save and exit. But... It, it, it just, it's crazy. That, I'm, I'm like thinking, what kind of fucking videos are you showing a gorilla that they that he's so intrigued by? Is it a video of him? Probably not. No one's society. It's probably either a video of that one monkey from back in the day that was uh, peeing in its own mouth. Quite impressive. Tried it myself. Can't do it. Just ended up with an eye infection. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> That's so gross. But you, you sit there, It's you, they're probably sifting through like TikTok or some garbage, you know, social media site, something like that. Something where the, it's just like endless mind-numbing crap. Oh, my God. Part of me kind of wants to try this in a weird way, and I know it's bad, so I'm not going to. And also, I just don't want to be starting a trend. And how how awful would you feel if you're like, now, now the gorilla doesn't eat anymore, and now he's just, like, doing his own makeup in the mirror. <laughs> My wife will sit there. I'll be like, what are you watching on TikTok or whatever? And it's, like, people doing their own makeup. I'm like, 
How is that? Inter- I don't get that. She's all, well, look at her technique. It's fantastic. Like, whatever. Okay. You're a makeup nerd, I guess. I, I, I Whatever. Whatever. So apparently this guy, this uh, gorilla is having issues. And don't be doing that to the animals. Especially the, the primates. Wow. This is fascinating to me. And if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you may have heard some of the episodes where I talk about this subject. And I'm not usually kind about it, but that being said, I'm still somewhat open-minded to it. Bigfoot. Okay, it's just such a thing. It's such a weird thing to me. There, There's never been actual evidence, right? It's all stuff you go, well, it's hairs or it's a, it's a foot or it's a blurry ass video of something moving in the background that could be, in all honesty, so, uh, your, your Uncle Todd dressed up, you know, <laughs> as Chewbacca. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Damn it. <laughs> Where's Luke? <laughs> Sorry, my voice. It's a little scratchy. That's what he really sounds like. Nobody talks about it, but that's how Chewbacca sounds. Hi, everybody. Oh, excuse me. I got to clear my throat. <sighs> anyway, that Luke, he's a party animal, isn't he? Oh, look at RTD2, you little scamp. Get out of here, you pervert. I'm dressing. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that was random. Random. My apologies. Anyway, my thing is, is there, there's plenty of debatable evidence and nothing out there that I've ever heard or seen that is just like, dude, that's pretty legit. Okay, maybe. Maybe it is real. Well, hairs suspected of being from Bigfoot are set to undergo DNA analysis as a first-of-its-kind bombshell research project that looks to settle the Sasquatch mystery for good. How have they not tested these hairs before? Well, got a little bit of an answer for you. Because to me, it seems like that they have tested those before. But apparently, they haven't been by credible mm, laboratories. Matthew Moneymaker, which, by the way, I have a real problem with anybody with the last name Moneymaker because it just seems like they're just trying to scam you, okay? Right? Um, Am I right? If your last name's Moneymaker, you're just like, well, yeah, that's true. Anyway, Matthew Moneymaker is the president of the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, otherwise known as BFRO, and a star of Animal Planet television series, Finding Bigfoot. He revealed that the first-of-its-kind study is going to be taking place here shortly. And he released this on a Facebook post. He says, I respected state, a, excuse me, a respected state university in the eastern United States will be the first one to conduct a long-term systematic study of Bigfoot slash Sasquatch evidence in all its forms, especially DNA from hares. He said this is the first time that this has happened. Moneymaker described previous efforts to perform DNA analysis on hair samples as not legitimate academic slash scientific studies. Okay. He added the new study will perform DNA analysis on hair samples already collected 
some of which are strongly suspe suspected of being Sasquatches, but were never offered to, uh, to previous DNA efforts. Moneymaker is going to inter uh, will introduce the leader of the new project during his speech at the upcoming Smoky Mountains Bigfoot Conference that is set to be held in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. That's on July 22nd. And he said, this is not a short-term project. It will go on for as long as they have state funding. So there's a lot going on there. That's state-funded. That's bizarre to me. I thought that th this would be like individually funded. Like, you know, you got some uh, billionaire who's just like, I want to find Bigfoot. <laughs> I'm like, okay, pay me money. I'll see if I can go find him. By the way, I'm going to stop stop by a steakhouse, go eat some ice cream at Dairy Queen. I don't know. I'll get around to it, okay? He's like, that's fine. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Find me Bigfoot. This is all bizarre to me. But that being said, as much as I don't believe that there is a Bigfoot, I also get pulled back into the idea that there is such a large amount of places on this planet that haven't fully been explored, or if they have, I mean, it's not frequently. And there's there's a chance that, yeah, I guess it, it it's logical, but the idea that we haven't actually found any sort of skeletal remains from a Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, that's bizarre to me. And now, if, if all of a sudden, as much as I poke fun of this and, and say that most likely this isn't even a thing, Bigfoot, what if they come back with, like, this is a ape species uh, that we've never actually seen before or documented before, and blah, 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 long and short of it. Yeah, Bigfoot's real. How fucking bizarre would that be? I've said this before. If we find out Bigfoot is real, what's going to happen is you're going to have a bunch of hillbillies go into the, the mountains and try to hunt these motherfuckers. Because who wouldn't want to be the first one to come out there and be like, I got one. Look at this motherfucker. He's huge. Stinks like a motherfucker, too. I, I, it's, it's really bizarre. And it's kind of sad if they do find out that they're real. And, and if my theory is correct, that everybody's going to make a push to go find one, dead or alive, because what's going to happen is, obviously, the the numbers of this alleged species are low, because otherwise we'd be seeing a lot more of them, or any of them, period. And then you, go, you start sending people in there, or people just start going in there and start hunting it. And then guess what? It's extinct now. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I'm guessing what's going to happen is, yes, they're going to say, oh, uh, we found something and all it said was inconclusive or something like that. You know that's what's going to happen. He even like shared a picture of like two, like a normal hair of, of something next to, I think it was a normal hair versus, you know, a suspected Sasquatch hair. And it's like, hmm, only time will tell type of thing. And it's like, well, 
there's a really good chance that it's going to be inconclusive. And then everybody's going to come up with their own conclusions, ironically enough. And they're going to be like, well, it's inconclusive, which means it's a Sasquatch. Mm, not necessarily. So, But it, it's interesting. I'll, I'll be curious to see what they find out and what they release. It would be fascinating if all of a sudden they're like, yeah, it sure as shit looks like that Bigfoot's real. Oh, my God. That would be cr crazy. We're living in a weird time in age. So with, with technology the way it is, I mean, imagine if, if they're like, yeah, we found this in Washington State, and this is the area of the mountains that nobody really goes to, but somebody found this collection of hair. It's primate, and that means there's something out there like that. And if all of a sudden we just put a scientific focus of this one particular area just to see if we could find this and say we found it, oh, how bizarre would that be? So bizarre. That being said, Chris, one of my listeners, is possibly going to make me a T-shirt for the podcast. It, probably not mass production, but maybe one or two. And and, and I, I can't remember what I had him say on it, but it was like the, the silhouette of Bigfoot. And I think it said, like, keep moving forward. Because I always say that at the end of the podcast. I think that would be cool. If I made a T-shirt like that, something simple, the, the silhouette of Bigfoot, and it says, just underneath it, just says, keep moving forward. And then it has like the podcast logo on the sleeve or somewhere around, maybe up top or bottom, whatever. I don't know. Uh, would you wear that? Let me know. DeHuffPodcast at gmail.com or DeHuffUncensored, or excuse me, uh, or DeHuffPodcast uh, on social media. Let me know. I think, that would, I think that would be kind of an interesting logo. Or not logo, but just a design. Nothing too fancy. And it's it's a good uh, message. Let's keep moving forward. Huh? And it's Bigfoot. But that being said, if we find out Bigfoot is real, then there goes the t-shirt. It's not as cool anymore. Right? Anyway. Anyway. Uh, we got more coming your way. But first, we're changing the game. So help your bets stay hot this summer at Superbook Sports. With the most trusted name in sports gambling with a direct line to Las Vegas. And now, when you use that promo code Mile High, you score up to $250 with their first bet bonus. So win or lose, Superbook is going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code Mile High. Go ahead and download the Superbook Sports Colorado app. Then enter that promo code Mile High, and you're going to get $250 courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. And if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This isn't really a headline, but I saw it on some news uh, outlet. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is so such a dick thing to do, right? A woman left a date early after finding out that the guy... She was like snooping around in his bathroom like a dick, but I also encourage it, okay? Uh, she left the date early after finding 17 shampoo bottles in his shower. Judgy much? Well, I think you should be kind of judgy, but what's the big deal? 
and she took a picture of it, kind of fucked up, but they all look like similar shampoo bottles. Uh, but at least he's trying to be clean. But is that really something that you should freak out about? If anything, you're just like, dude, why don't you you use, you, you know, you're using up a bottle, maybe just, you know, condense, you know, you know, put it into one bottle, start condensing them and stuff like that. That's fine, right? That makes sense. 17 shampoo bottles, and they all looked like they all had roughly the same amount taken out of them. That's a bit bizarre. Is it worth exiting a day early? No, no. She still could have got some dong at the end of that, then left them. Why didn't you ever call me back as she sees them at a, a Burger King later <laughs> later in the, you know, the year? I haven't seen you since that one magical night. Why haven't you called me back? Well, you had 17 you know, open shampoo bottles in your shower. And they all weren't very big. I mean, come on, man. The guy's single. Whatever. Leave him alone. I, I, I get it. It's fine. I think it's fine to snoop around in somebody's shower or bathroom if you're on a date. Because the last thing you want to find out later is uh, they're Jeffrey Dahmer. That would be horrible to find out. Be like, ah, God dang it. If I would have only snooped around in the bathroom, I would have found that, you know, little cabinet full of eyeballs. Something like that, right? <laughs> What's in this bag that's in the the toilet tank? Oh, it's a bag full of fingers. Well, this date's over. You know what? I, I'm, uh, I'm on my period. Gotta go. And then just run. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that would work, ladies. Maybe you have a better excuse. I don't know. I think it's okay to to snoop around people's bathrooms. But is that something that is worth ending a date? No, no. But that being said, first of all, have you ever done that and found something you're like, okay, this date has to end? I, I've, I'm not like somebody that has been on a lot of dates in my life, so I don't have any examples. But then I started thinking, what would freak out a woman if I brought her back to my place? And the only thing I could think of really is my fucking wife and kids. That's about it. <laughs> oh, don't mind them. <laughs> my wife will not appreciate that joke. Ah, it's the kids. Hey, can you guys put on your earplugs or something? Come on. <laughs> oh, it's fucked up. That's so horrible. My wife will hate me for that one. That's disgusting and inappropriate. I know it is. But I, I just can't think of anything that I've ever seen. Thankfully, my wife was very forgiving when we were dating because my apartment was disgusting when she started, when we were going out and stuff like that because I was a single guy, lived by myself. So, like, I I, I think I've shared the story of, like, one day I, I got a hair at my butt. I'm like, I'm going to make rice. So I made rice because I like make eating white rice with a can of cream of mushroom. You just mix that together after after it's, the rice is done cooking. So fucking good. Probably really bad for you for, for all the sodium and whatnot in the, in the cream of mushroom. But it was delicious. So I'm like, I'm going to make that. So I make the rice. Then I must have like had somebody call, and then I just went out with some friends. I had turned off the stove, thankfully, but 
my my kitchen and everything was so messy and I didn't at the time I didn't cook that much then I want to say like a month later I'm doing something in the kitchen and I'm like I'm trying to find a smell <laughs> that's that's what it was uh <laughs> which if you li- ever live by yourself or lived with roommates sometimes you play that game what's that smell where's it coming from so I go it's coming from the kitchen somewhere and I, there's two issues. The first one, I go to the stove and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? I don't remember putting this there because the, the stove was kind of back in the corner of the kitchen. So and where my pot of rice was, it was in the direct corner, essentially. And I go and I l- lift it up and it's just it is a nasty science experiment. And I lift up the the lid and it's just fuzz and it was gross so i threw away the whole i didn't even clean the pot i'm just like fuck it threw it away but i'm like that's not the smell that's not the smell so i turn around and i remember the kitchen sink was right there and i'm like i think it's coming from this and i had just been piling up dishes so gross end up finding out that like a i don't know how many weeks prior my mom and stepdad had made me some salmon and i i had heated it up on a pan like an oven pan and then i ate off of that but i didn't finish all the salmon there was like a, a little chunk then i just left it in the sink and then other things started piling on it so i had rotting fish in my in my apartment just reeked but as soon as i cleaned that up it was good to go hey no harm no foul but somehow my wife looked past all that disgustingness uh, of me as a single guy and, and i'm sure there's plenty of other stories out there and she was fine with it so this lady could have missed out on her future husband a person that could have been the father of her children and just somebody that brought happiness to her because she was so consumed with 17 shampoo bottles in his shower as being a bad thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading into that wrong. Ladies, guys, have you ever experienced something similar to this and and it's been a deal breaker? Let me know. Let me know. Because I don't think that should be a deal breaker. A book of, this is, this, okay, let me start with this. I get a little irritated with these stupid stories on certain websites where they're like, hey, uh, a library book was returned 50 years after its due date. (laughs) So there's like all these stories. But the reason why I'm bringing this up, well, I'll fill you in at the end. A book about electricity was returned to a Massachusetts library 119 years after it was due. But the crazy thing is, it was in great condition. So I'm like, yeah, that's great, fantastic. Then I started thinking about it. Wait, wait a minute. Let me read through the article. What was the late fee on this? Can you guess what the late fee was on this? Wrong. It's $2. $2. That's it for being late 119 years because the stupid library had a $2 cutoff. That's it. How ridiculous. So all that tells me and everybody else is I can keep a book as long as I want. 
let me get the you know grandkids to deal with the the little tiny fine. I can just keep it. What are they going to do? Throw me in jail? No. No. Ridiculous. It would have been hilarious if all of a sudden that they whoever was in charge of the library or whatever and they and they get the book and they're just like making a big to deal. They're like, "Look at the great condition of this book from 119 years ago." It was supposed to be returned, but wow, fantastic condition. You could almost be transported to, you know, roughly 120 years ago to the person holding this book and what, you know, what they were getting out of it and really absorbing the literature, right? And then, ah, wow. All right, so you found the book? Yes, yes, it was my great-grandfather's book. Oh, fantastic. That's that's a beautiful story. He did did a good job, your grandfather. He did. He did. Anyway, uh, so the fee is going to be $5,743. Are you going to use a credit card or any chance you got cash? Because we appreciate cash. And they're like, what? What? No. I I didn't check it out. Well, you're the one responsible because unless your great-grandfather's here, but let's be honest, he's probably dead. Huh? Ah, anyway. Yeah, we do We do take Visa and MasterCard. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck, should have just kept it. <laughs> Nobody ever said anything. Nobody hunted down grandpa. Oh, that's so bizarre. I, it, all it tells me is I, you can get away with it. Now, I'm sure there's there's fine print in different libraries where they're like, if you don't return it, you know, after every month or whatever it is, the price will increase. I, I would imagine that would be the way to go. Because if you have a cap on like $2, be like, eh, it's better to just keep it now. It's going to be totally worth it just to keep it. <laughs> I'm not going to pay the 2 bucks. <laughs> hey, real quick, I just saw this. Rotten Tomatoes sent out a, a, a picture of this movie. And I'm, I'm a geek with this stuff because I grew up watching, I think it was like Saturday mornings watching the X-Men cartoon and of course wolverine being my favorite character well they sent out a picture on social media of the new deadpool 3 movie that's being made right now and it's it's deadpool ryan reynolds standing side by side with hugh jackman as of course wolverine but hugh jackman is in the old school it's yellow blue suit and it looks so freaking cool. So cool. I cannot wait for that to, to be completed. I hope, I hope to God that they make this worth watching. I do. It, it, it looks good just by the fact that they're going with that suit. And if you want to see it, I, I, I'm putting it on Twitter. I'll also put it on my Facebook page so you can go check it out as well. Again, at DeHuff Podcast. I think it's cool. I think it's so cool, uh, especially to see him in the old school suit. But we'll see. We'll see how the movie ends up. And, uh, you know, hopefully it, they don't fuck it up and try to rush it out, uh, which is weird because they have the writer's strike. So the script must have already been done. So I guess they're that that's how they lucked out with that one. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Hopefully you laughed in this episode. And maybe I offended you. That's okay. 
I'm not going to lose sleep over it. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so, go ahead and subscribe. If you're able in, in on whatever app you're on, if they have a review button, like, you know, what do you rate this podcast? Give it full stars, okay? Don't be a dick and give me like three out of four. You, you know what you could do, though. If you do that, you can eat a bag of dicks and then uh, go back and change it to full stars. Whatever, okay? Anyway, and if you want to leave a friendly, uh, if they have the ability, I know they do this on on Apple where you can leave a little note and give an actual review. Please do so. Uh, I appreciate it. If it's good, I will go ahead and share it with the world and say how awesome you are for listening, okay? Anyway, thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's be like Bigfoot and keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.